0: first time visitor today we just want to welcome you and say that we hope you're not a last time visitor hope that you've already felt the presence of God this morning and uh, that's really ultimately what it's all about man we sing about these things it's not just songs and rhymes I really believe that God meets with these people when we come together do you really believe that I really believe that there's nothing impossible with God when we believe and trust in Him. God can do great and mighty things and turn the course of our life. Do you believe that? Say amen. 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 All right, well, grab your Bible. Let's jump into the Word this morning. Uh, Grab your Bible and open it to the book of Amos. That's in the Old Testament. Um, If you find Isaiah, hang a right. Keep going, you'll eventually find Amos. Amos chapter 7. And we'll be there in just a second. So you go ahead and look that up, and we'll come along to it directly. While you're finding that, let me kind of set the stage just a little bit for my thought process in this message this morning. Um, you know, we've—it's been, I guess, almost not quite a year. You know, we've we finished the uh, we started we finished the building pro- project about uh, January of this year, and so you know, it's uh, still fresh in our minds, and I still walk around and think about. Uh, the building process, I still think about things things that you guys would never see, but I see it, and I'm like, oh, I wish I'd have spent just a little bit more time on that. But um, as I was kind of preparing for this message, I thought about different uh, words and phrases that were heard a lot throughout the building process of this building. And if you've done any kind of structure, let me see your hand if you've ever done any kind of construction or destruction, right? you've ever done any construction, you built your house or someone else. So if you've ever done any kind of construction at all, there are just certain words and terms that you hear a lot. They're important uh, to the project. Uh, Words such as level, square, flush. We heard those words a lot. Is it level? Is it square? That's important because if something at the beginning of a project isn't level, flush, or square, then the things at the end of the project are not going to be level, flush, or square. Would would that make sense? So level, flush, square, that's close enough. My personal favorite, nobody will see that, right? So in, in in a building with this many angles, there was a lot of... It's sturdy, and nobody will see that, or actually to go along with that, I guess this will be my personal favorite, sheetrock will cover it, okay? So (laughs) you hear those things, you hear terms like, ouch, good grief, you know, how did that happen, you know, things like that. So there's all kinds of uh, things, but there's one particular construction word I want to focus on today, and that word is plumb. When you're building something, it has to be plumb. So what does it mean to be plumb? literally means to be vertically level and... Absolutely straight up and down. If something is, they can't have any wiggles or leans. If something is perfectly straight up and down, it is called plumb. And so there's a tool that we use uh, to decide whether is something is plumb or whether it's leaning, and it's called a plumb line. And this is what it looks like. This is a plumb line. (laughs) Okay. Okay, okay that's a line of plums it's a little bit different, so uh, let 's go ahead and show them the actual plum line. This is actually a plum line and it 's also called a plum bob this this is the this is the plumb line. this is the plum bob. Another version of a plum bob is whenever you stick your head down in a bucket full of water and you try to get one with your teeth right? Some of you will get that joke later, but anyway, this is actually. This is actually a plumb line or a plumb bob. And so what this is used for, it's a a string, got a pretty heavy weight on the end of it. And the whole purpose of it basically is it uses gravity to hold that line down and keep the string perfectly straight. So that line right there is plumb. It's perfectly up and down level. And so we today in construction, we don't use these a lot. We'll actually use a level, but back in the day before levels especially, this is what was used when you're building a a house. That first wall especially, you wanted to make sure it was plumb. What happens if you build a crooked wall and the the first wall you build is crooked? How are the rest of the walls going to be? Crooked. I would contend this morning, I think you probably can see where I'm going with this, that if at the beginning of our life, especially young people listening to this this morning, if at the beginning of your life God is not the, the source of your decision making, if at the beginning of your life you make decisions that are not right and that are off track with God's will, what that can, ha- what that can do is cause you to be off later on down the road in life. And how many of you that are older than 40 can just be honest, we're getting real here this morning, can raise your hand and say that you are still today reaping, and, and you have, there's negative things that happen in your life today because of decisions you made when you were 20 years old. Absolutely. Every decision is important. So keep that in mind. But anyway, uh, by the way, do you know what the person is that operates the plumb bob? He's a plumber. <laughs> you know. Guys, I think about I think about these things. You know, late at night. I hope you guys can appreciate the effort I put into these sermons. So if we go on here into Amos chapter number seven, let's go on down into verse seven. And let's read this and then we we better pray. This is what he showed me. This is the okay, this is a, Amos was a prophet, okay? And God spoke to Amos and gave him a specific message that he was to give to his people. Who were his people? Does anybody know? Israel, okay? He was a Jew and and he was giving a special message to the Jewish people, the people of God. This is what he showed me, Amos says. God showed him a bunch of things, but this is one thing that God showed me. Behold, the Lord was standing beside a wall. uh, The Lord was standing beside a wall built with a plumb line. And with the plumb line in his hand, the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? I said, A plumb line. Then the Lord said, Behold, I am setting a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. I will never again pass by them. The high places of Isaac shall be made desolate. The sanctuaries of Israel shall be laid waste. And I will rise against the house of Jeroboam with the sword. Can you pray with me this morning? Father, we come before you today humbly. God, as we recognize, Lord, that you alone are the plumb line. That you set the standard for what is right and what is wrong. You set the standard, Lord, for the decisions that we make in life. And we just pray that today, God, I pray for a special anointing upon me as your vessel. God, that you can speak this word into the hearts of people. God, that we might receive today what you would speak to us. And more than anything, God, that we might allow you to adjust us. God, I would venture to say that all of us, and including me, especially me, uh, in certain ways and areas of our life are not plumb with your word. And I just pray that you would adjust us today, God, that we might be in line. And we pray it all in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Amen. All right, so in this prophecy, basically, God gives Amos a vision, uh, and basically what God is doing is he's looking down at the Israelites who were supposed to be God's people. You know, God had given him their, his law, and ultimately God was wanting the nation of Israel to be the example to the world for how God wanted his people to be. But they had, through their, through their actions, uh, through their decisions, through their for, their. Uh, um, their national policies. I mean, the nation of Israel had gotten pretty crooked. I mean, they were experiencing a time of great prosperity. I mean, life was good, business was good. Unfortunately, a lot of the ways people were making their money was they were oppressing the poor. And God was calling them to the mat on this all the time. He's like, yeah, you guys are doing well, but you're, you're walking all over the, the poor to, to get what you want. And uh, they were worshiping false gods. They didn't care to take on a, a statue here and there to worship. And, and so the, the Israelites had just gotten way off track. And so God gives Amos a vision, and God just sticks a plumb line right down in the midst of Israel and said, to see just how far off track they had gotten so if this represents God's perfect will, God says they're not even close to being plumb. And so what God says is I'm going to do what I can to get them back in plumb. And he, he pleaded with them and he pleaded with them. What's the, when you're building a house or you're building a wall and it's all crooked and it's all straight and the studs are all in the wrong places, and you try and you try and you try to make it work and you just can't make it work, most of the time what are you kind of forced to do? Tear it down and start over. And that's kind of what the nation of Israel was looking at here. They were facing down the barrel of destruction. God said, okay, you guys aren't, you aren't plumb, and I'm gonna bring destruction if we can't get you plumb. So um, being outside of God's will, they were facing God's judgment, amen? Say that with me. When we're out of God's will, we're facing God's judgment, okay? And that's ultimately at, at, at the end of life. God's not look, standing with a lightning bolt ready to judge everybody that gets off track, but we're looking at the end result. God is always looking at the end result, right? In Jeremiah, I believe it was, God said to this same nation, the nation of Israel, through a different prophet, Jeremiah, God said, look, I know what my thoughts are towards you. God said, my thoughts towards you are good thoughts. You know, I love you, and I want to see you prosper, but the end of that he said that you may have an expected end so ultimately God said I love you enough to leave you out of plumb I want to see you come in line with my will so that you don't face my destruction and that's what being saved ultimately is all about see all of us are born something like this We're all born with a sin nature. We're completely out of plumb with God's will. But when we come to to Christ, Christ lines our life up with God. And we'll talk about that a little bit more here in just a second. But here the nation of Israel, basically a a nation that seemingly had it all was about to lose it all. I mean, after all of this took place, God did, we know in history, God did bring judgment against the nation of Israel. And they literally went from being a very prosperous nation to being no nation at all. They were just disbanded and dispersed. And so to be out of plumb is to be out of balance. And to be out of balance is ultimately to collapse. To be out of plumb is to be out of balance. And to be out of balance ultimately leads to collapse. Okay, so let's, go, let's, let's build a wall here real quick. Dad, <clears throat> Dad's my building partner here. I'm going to have him come up and help me. Let's, let's look at how this all goes down here. So I got up early and cut all these boards just for you people. (laughs) Me and Dad spent a lot of time in construction working together here lately, and so we're going to build a wall. Uh, Probably need one more. Tell you what, let's make it it three-generation Waltons. Brady, come help us here. Okay. So all of these boards represent materials. Hold that up. All of these boards are, rep- are materials that are necessary. Hold that right there. Hold that right there. And I'm going to hold that right there. And in order to build this wall. And so in our life, there are all kinds of materials. God, the word of God, hold that one. You got another finger? Thank you. Our, the word of God says that we are the temple. We are the temple of God. Amen? That from the time we're born, ultimately to the time we die, we're a work in progress. God is building us into a temple In which we can be used for God's service. And so every decision we make, everything that we do, will determine how this wall is going to build. And so these materials, the the materials in life, these boards represent money, our money represents our time, represents our friends, uh, our hobbies. Hold this one up here. And we all have pretty much the same materials, but. How we decide to use them ultimately determines. Work with me here, people. Okay, here, there we go. How we decide to use those materials ultimately is going to determine what our what our life and our. This played out so much better in my head. Yep. Okay, that's good enough. Sheetrock will cover it. Okay, turn it up. Turn it upside down around here okay put that up there all right so that looks good <laughs> that, that, that looks plumb to me you look plumb Look here, I even thought ahead enough to make a little leg so you guys could go sit down. Thank you, gentlemen. Give him a hand. I'm exhausted. You're all dismissed. Gosh, Sometimes ideas seem like a great idea when I'm sitting at my desk, you know, thinking about all this, but... All right, so we build a wall. Would everybody agree that this is somewhat of a wall, right? Now, I could build another one or two like this, and I could put rafters on it, but it's out about, I'm guessing. Now, I don't know. I eyeballed this, and to me, and you all said it looked plumb to you. I heard you say that. It looked plumb. And so we eyeballed it. According to us, it was plumb, but let's see when we put the plumb line to it. Let's go over here on the side. We're we're pretty close. (laughs) I think you can see that pretty easily this wall is not plumb at all. Uh, I I, I got time. All of us have time. Sometimes we don't put our time in the right place. And God basically says, you know, I, I give you 24 hours in a day and here's how I want you to use your time. Okay, And sometimes we take that time and we use it we mishandle it, and it becomes out of plumb with what God's desire for our life would be. I mean, we find time for all kinds of, we find time to do what we want to do. Is that true? And I mean, let's be honest, and this isn't your, this isn't the annual, well, I guess I could go ahead and make it the annual read your Bible and pray sermon, I guess. But, um, you know, I mean, we, we, we say all, all the time, we make excuses for why we don't really spend time seeking God through the study of his word and through prayer, and, and in church, we say, Well, we don't, we don't have the time, but we do have the time. The problem is we used our time wrong, right? And so we're, our time's out of plumb with what God would want us to do. Same way, we, I mean, you can use this in every scenario. I mean, whether it's, it, again, it's our money, our hobbies, hobbies are great. I mean, hobbies are good. I believe that God gives us uh, desires and talents and things that, that we enjoy doing uh, that makes life fun. I believe that that's, a God, that's God's gift to us, certain hobbies and pleasures. But the, the problem is a lot of times when we use those hobbies, and they come between us and God, and what happens is they end up being out of plumb with, with really what God's thought process was and what he desired. So you can see we just, it all determines on how. Now I could take, and I'm not going to do it because that took forever, but I could take this all apart, and I could take this time and this ho- these hobbies, this family, my job, whatever, and I could bring it over here, and I could hold this here first, okay? How many of you read the directions after you've screwed up whatever it is that you're putting together, right? Okay. That's what I thought. I'm not like that at all. And I'm really not. You guys, my wife, I agonize, and I, 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 I agonize over over directions before I ever do anything, because I know that I'm going to mess it up if I don't. So ideally what God wants us to do, Jesus said, seek ye when? First. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So what God wants us to do is, is in, in, in our life in every decision, we go to him first and say, what does God's word say about this? And then we line up our time and our money and our job and our family and our hobbies. We line everything up to where God's word already is. Because here's the thing. I can't, you can't change this. This is a law of, this is the law of gravity. This is a law that God put into place a long time ago and nobody changes it. The law of gravity invented by God is that when heavy things are dropped, they're going to go straight down, okay? This, the reason why this is straight is because it's the law of gravity. You cannot change it. And God said, look, I have put principles in my word. That if you'll seek me first in my kingdom and that that is the most important, everything else will come together the way it's supposed to. It's a law that God put into place, and he's not going to change it. No matter how much I stand back and say, well, it's not that bad. I mean, it's, it's fairly straight. It's not straight. No matter how much I convince myself, it's straight. Amen? In fact, and um, you look back in the, you don't have to turn there, but in Judges uh, chapter number 17, uh, around verse 6, somewhere around through there, that was a period of time where there, there wasn't any king. The Bible says that there, in those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what, what was right in his own eyes. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. So there was no, okay, we're going to see what God's plumb line is, what God's word said. Everybody just kind of did whatever. How many of you know that you can take something that's completely wrong and make it okay if you think about it long enough? I mean, I do that too. We, we, we just do that. Um, but here's the problem with that. Proverbs 14 and 2 says, there is a way that seems right to man, but the end of that path is death. There's a way that seems right to man. This seems level, but it really isn't. So what happens is we get to trust in our eyeball, we get to trust in our gut, and God says, I tell you what I'm gonna do for you. I'm gonna give you a... I'm going to give you my word that will set the standard that you can measure your life by. In 1 Corinthians, you can turn there if you want to. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 10. It says, "According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, someone else is building upon it." Now, this is the most look at this line. Let each one take care how he builds turn the page. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. Let everyone take care and pay close attention for how he builds on the foundation. Now he goes on to say that no one can lay a foundation other than the one that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay and straw, each one's work will become manifest For the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test what sort of work uh, one has done. If the work that, that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss. So here's the thing. Paul's saying there is but one foundation we can build our life on. What did Jesus say that foundation is? Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount gave the greatest sermon known to man. He covered so many different areas of life. I mean, you know, don't judge people lest you be judged. Don't look upon somebody with lust in your heart. It's the same as adultery. Don't hate somebody or curse somebody out uh, because you hate them or you're mad at them without a cause. It's the same as murder. Murder. I mean, these are the types of things that Jesus, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Let your light shine before men that everybody may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So Jesus sets the word. He, he gives the word of God. And at the very end of the Sermon on the Mount, he says this. Everybody who hears these sayings of mine, in other words, everybody who listens to what I just taught them, will be like a man who built his life, built his house on a rock. A foundation, a strong foundation. Everybody who ignores my word will be like a man who built his house on the sand. Okay, so what happens uh, when you build your house on a solid foundation of concrete in the store and the storm and it rains? The house stands there. It doesn't fall. It doesn't collapse. It doesn't get out of balance. And Paul is saying there is no other foundation. You can't build your money, you can't build your life on your on your stock portfolio. You can't build your life on your job. You can't build your life on your hobbies. All of those things will come crashing down. But if we build our life on the word of God, then we know that no matter what trial life hands us, we still can stand. We still make it through. We have something sturdy to build our life on. So Paul is saying the foundation is Jesus. There ain't no change in that. But take heed, be careful how you build on that foundation, because everybody's work is going to be tried. So it gives different materials there. Some people build out of wood, hay, and stubble, or, or hay. I would imagine that building a house out of hay would be hard to keep plumb, right? If you build it out of precious stone, something that is rock solid and concrete, it's not going to go anywhere. So let me bring this all to a head here. Turn back into Isaiah chapter number twenty-eight. Isaiah 28, verse 14. Yet another prophet, Isaiah, speaking to the same nation of Israel, God using somewhat of the same illustration. Isaiah 28, 14 says, Therefore hear the word of the Lord, you scoffers, who rule this people in Jerusalem. Because you have said we have made a covenant with death, and with Sheol we have an agreement. When the overwhelming whip passes through, it will not come to us. For we have made lies our refuge, and in falsehood we have taken shelter. How many of you can just agree it's wrong to lie? Right? Walking in deceit and, and falsehood, the Bible says that um, all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. So that lying is an easy one for us to know. That's, that's not right. But God said, look, this whole nation had built their nation on lies. They were like this, okay? You've built it on falsehood. Now, you've convinced yourself that you're plumb, but you're actually like this. And then verse number 16 goes on to say, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am the one who has laid as a foundation in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be in haste, and I will make justice the line and righteousness the plumb line, and hail will sweep away the refuge of lies, and water will overflow overwhelm the shelter. God says, now this ultimately is a prophecy of Jesus Christ. Okay, now, we don't use cornerstones much these days, but in, you know, in, in those days, if we are going to build a building, they would use what was called a cornerstone. Was, you, 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 can't, you, you won't believe this, but it was the stone that was put at the corner of the building. I think that's why they call it the cornerstone. Okay, you know, I, you guys think I'm dumb. I mean, I'm pretty smart. So they take the cornerstone that's got to be straight, and they plumb the cornerstone. And the entire building... Is built to that. If the cornerstone is straight, if it's plumb, then the rest of the building will be plumb. The cornerstone is the most important part. And throughout scripture, we find where Jesus is considered to be the cornerstone of God's kingdom. Jesus should be the cornerstone of our lives. Okay, Jesus was the, if you put it like this, we hold this down here to show us, Jesus was literally the, the plumb bob of God's plumb line. I mean, God, the world, just like Israel, he said, here, you, you guys are, are out of plumb. You're, you're, you're trusting in lies, and you don't even realize it. But God said, I am going to make righteousness the plumb line. Hallelujah. I'm going to make that which is right in the sight of God. I'm going to establish a plumb line that nobody can deny, and Jesus was that plumb line. He was the, I think the writer of Hebrews said that Jesus is the exact, was the exact imprint of God. He literally showed us what God looks for. Jesus is the example for how we should live our lives. Jesus is the cornerstone that is perfectly straight, and we build our life to that. We don't have to. We can ignore him. We can ignore the plumb line. We can ignore the cornerstone. But the thing is, and we do this a lot. Now, I'm not trying to be mean here because I'm the same. I've done the same thing in my life. What happens in many cases, though, is we ignore the plumb line. We ignore the word of Christ. We ignore the teachings of Jesus Christ and the word of God. And then we wonder why our life is like this. We wonder why our life is falling apart and why nothing's working out or why I can't find peace and joy and all these things. And the reason is because we've ignored the cornerstone. We've ignored the plumb line. But it's fixable. This wall, if I were to take the time, is fixable. Your life today, though it may, you might be able, I hope you could admit today my life is out of plumb with God's will. I've ignored God's word and therefore and I'm, I'm out of plumb. But if you can understand this morning that Jesus is the great builder, hallelujah. Jesus is the cornerstone that he can take and he can take our life apart the way it needs to be and put it back together the way that it is. If you have ever had Jesus do that in your life, say amen. amen. Oh my goodness, how many times has, God, I mean time and time and time again, God has taken me apart and put me back together again in order to hold me true and plumb. Jesus is the cornerstone. You know when we there's another term we use when we say when you're looking at something you say yeah that's plum. There's another word we use. What is it? You know we want to make sure that it's running. Who? Somebody said it. Close. Level. Close. Parallel. Close. True. That gets the cookie. We, we look at we look at it and we say okay. This this wall is not it's not true it's not plumb it's not true and jesus said this when he was on earth he said i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except by me the bible teaches us that the spirit of truth is what reveals to us truth one of my favorite scriptures always when i get a little cocky and think that my way is better the bible says this let all that god be true and every man A liar. You know what that means, ultimately? God's always right, and if we don't agree with him, we're wrong. (laughs) There's your deep theological truth for today, right? God is always right, and every man a liar. If we, our opinion, our thought process, you know, we decide to take off and build our own, be our own builder, be our own cornerstone, set our own plumb line, I'm not, I get it. You know, life, your life might be a little more fun if you set your own plumb line. You don't have to worry about what you shouldn't do or should do. You just do whatever you want. As, as, a, as a free will agent, as a person who, you know, that God gives a free will, you, you can, we can do whatever we want to. Set our own plumb line and determine what we feel is right and wrong. But the problem with that, according to the scripture, is that, a way that there's a way that seems right to us but in the end, it leads to collapse, right? In the end, it falls over because it's out of balance with God. If, if God loved us enough to leave, the, to leave the realms of heaven and to come to the earth, to go to a, a cross so that you and I wouldn't have to, if we could take our, our thoughts and our mentality for just a moment and take it off of this life and put it on eternity. Using just a little common sense goes a long way when it comes to building, isn't that true? A lot of common sense. And so when we look at it from a common sense standpoint, we think to ourselves, I know I'm not gonna live forever. I know that one day I'm, I'm gonna die. So why would I put my entire life in my own hands? Why would I want to set my own standard just so I can have life my way when I know in the end it's all going to be taken away from me anyway? If we can acknowledge God as creator, doesn't it seem right that he would be the one that gets to set the standard? Doesn't it seem right that God's the one that gets to establish the plumb line? And how worth it is it? On that day that we stand before God, when this life is over and we stand before God, and he said, look, well done, good and faithful servant. I showed you the plumb line and you built your life according to the plumb. Well done, good and faithful servant. Bible says this is, The Bible says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? I mean, if we literally get our way in every aspect of life, but in the end, we lose our soul, what did it really profit? When something is out of plumb, it's out of balance. And what happens when something's out of balance? It ultimately leads to collapse. Well done, good and faithful servant, as opposed to depart from me, worker of iniquity, I never knew you. House stands because it's on a good foundation and it's true. House falls because... We rejected the cornerstone. That's what Jesus said to the, the Pharisees who tried so hard to make their own plumb line. I mean, they used a little bit of God's word, but they, they, they had to take the word of God and make it fit their life. How I many you know you can do that? I'll, I don't recommend it. You can take the word of God and you can make it say whatever you want it to say. Take a verse here, a word or two there. You can justify, I can justify my life in, in, in any aspect. And that's what they did. But Jesus said, what you've done ultimately is you've rejected the cornerstone, right? Rejected God's plumb line. My encouragement to you today is this. If you've never been saved this morning, you, I'm just telling you right now, yet you're, you're a good person. And you may, you may be a better moral person than some Christian people you know. I get it. But you're out of plumb with God. And that's ultimately what matters the most. See, we don't, we don't, we don't plumb ourselves with other people. That's what we get into a lot of times. Well, I'm better than them. Well, yeah, but they're crooked too. I mean, really, if, if you're basing your life, well, I'm as, that person's a Christian, I'm, I'm just as good as them. And they're out of true, and you're basing your life on them, then that means you're out of true. You're, you're out of plumb. So don't worry about everybody else. Worry about what, what God, so God is speaking to you today, and he's, he's dealing with your heart today, and you recognize today that you're just out of plumb with God. It's as simple as just being honest with God and confessing your sins, confessing your faults, and just saying, God, take my life and fix it. <laughs> I mean, make me true, make me plumb, take me apart, do what you got to do, make the changes you got to change in order for me to be in line with your word. And if you, if you say that honestly to God this, this morning, I'm telling you right now, he will do that. So if you're not saved, you've never been saved, and I pray today you will be, that you can leave here level with God and if maybe you've known God and you've you've lived for God you've been saved maybe but maybe you've drifted a little bit and you you can look at your life and you can say well I can tell that you know I mean I love the Lord I've been saved but I'm just not I'm not level right now I know that I'm out I'm out of square with God and I have been there so many times before God's not mad at you God's not here to beat you down God's here just to take you apart back apart and put you back the way you belong If you'll allow him to, Amen. The thing about the thing about building something is the materials have to fully and completely be under subjection to the builder. See these two befores; they didn't offer any help whatsoever in the building of this wall. They didn't try to move themselves. They were just there. They were completely in my hands to do with them whatever I I needed to do. And so we're the building materials. We have to be pliable in God's hands. We have to be able to say, God, just you see what I can't see. But I know that you can put me back the way that I need to be. Amen? Amen. Stand with me this morning, if you would, please. Every head bowed, every eye closed, if you don't mind.